Welcome to Ikoyi Baptist Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast services. Listen and be blessed. Church of God, I know that the Lord God Almighty has something for you to actually tell you and for it to stay in you as long as you live. I don't usually say this, I don't usually do this, but I'm led to actually do it. That you may remember, that you may remember. Tell your neighbor, our God is awesome. He is awesome indeed. I was actually, you know, making this as a joke to my fellow pastors. I said that um, I'll just come here and say, our God is awesome. And that's it. We'll pray and go. That's a message. But do you know that it depends on the God that you actually believe in? Have you ever actually struggled with this major two questions any time in your life? I did until I actually got to know Jesus. The first one is, where did I come from? Where did I come from? Is it just by natural you know, pro- progress, my father and mother met, and lo and behold, uh, uh, my mother got con- conceived, and then uh, the, 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 the thing grew for nine months, uh, and then I was pushed out, and lo and behold, I came to be. Where did I come from? The second one is, where am I going? Where am I going? It depends on what actually you believe concerning this God and it's better revealed to us in creation. I'll tell you five or six, you know, different beliefs concerning this creation that we talk about because it has a lot to do with who you are. You know that the atheists will actually say that there is no God. They say that there is no God because, hey, everything happened just by accident and we are in existence. And as to where we are going, we just perish and disappear. There is no God. Therefore, I do not answer to any higher being. Then we have the believers that we call pantheists. These ones uh, went too far to the right. While the atheists went too far to the left. These ones went too far to the right. They believe that God is everywhere, in everything, and everything is God. Instead of actually thinking about the fact that God is in me, but because God is in me, I am not God. I still need to depend on, on the one who has decided to reside in me. They believe that man is God. Dog is God. Chicken is God. Tree is God. River is God. Rock is God. Everything is God. Therefore, who do you answer to? And of course... We have the polytheists who believe that, yes, everything is not God. 
but we have many gods coexisting together and having different duties to perform. They are responsible for different things and they have the measure of their own goodness, of their own evil, and of their own power. In this, we see that when you listen to them and they tell you why they believe in what they believe, I pray that you will not be carried away. We have the evolutionist. That is highly common even in schools. They teach it to our children and our children come back to question us as to what exactly, how the world started. You know the big bang theory. It happened by accident and everything you see is just by accident. No other power is in it. The naturalists would not say that. They actually will say that everything happened by pro- progress. It's, it takes natural effect. This should be here and therefore it shall be natural. And um, we know that there is a superpower in creation. We call ourselves Christians, but actually it is right when you see ourselves as Judeo-Christians. Judeo-Christians is actually that uh, Judaism and Christianity have the same idea of creation. Children of God, God created. In the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 3, the Bible tells me that God started by saying, let there be, and there was. I believe in a God who created by power, by his power. He is awesome in his creation. Absolutely awesome. And in the book of Genesis again, chapter 2, beginning from verse 26, I see God having the crown of his creation, you and myself, the crown of his creation by saying, let us make man in our own image. He was consulting with who? The Trinity. Father, Son, and Spirit together. Let us make man in our own image and in our likeness. And the Bible says in 27 that from the dust of the earth, God created man. But that is actually how man, that is not how man existed finally. And he breathed the breath of life into his nostrils. And man became a living soul. I came from God and to God I will return. The song that we sang this morning um, what's what's the song? A mighty fortress. A mighty fortress is our God and also the song How Great Thou Art express this particular teaching of the awesome God that we serve. In How Great Thou Art the, the, the writer actually was led by the Spirit to say, Oh Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works of thy, of thy hands have made, I see the stars 
I hear the rolling thunder. Thy power throughout the universe. The power, thy power throughout the universe displayed. Whoa. God displayed his power. When you see some areas that you have ever, n- never seen before, you just look and say, how can this mountain be if not for God? How can this valley be so wonderful if not for God? How can this plain be so plain like this? God is the creator of it. And therefore, we see that a God that we serve created you uh, wonderfully and fearfully. Amen. I pray that you love yourself when you see yourself in the mirror. See beyond uh, just the physical. See beyond the scars, the pimples, and whatever actually you see uh, in your body. See beyond that. There is something about you that is so unique. There is something about you that no other creature can actually boast about. And that is the wonder of God. Secondly, my God is awesome in power. God is awesome in power. Psalm 147 verse 5 puts it right. Great is our Lord and power. His understanding has no limit. Now, he expressed two things here which actually has been coined uh, theologically as the omnipotent God and the omniscient God. Omnipotent in the sense that there is no limitation as to what God can do. There's no limitation. His power is found He knows who actually trust in him. I can give you so many testimonies this morning or this afternoon. There was a time my wife and I were in the vehicle and were traveling at night as we were joining in order to rush home because we were late already. Guess what? I I was the one driving. I did not know that there was a diversion because it was dark. And you know, I road um, uh, construction uh, companies, they would not put any sign. They wouldn't put any sign. And as I was speeding, lo and behold, I was about to run the, the heap of sand and jump into the covert that uh, what they were building and the car would have smashed onto something and fire probably would have engulfed us. But, but for God, I did not see anything and I'm standing before you to say that God directed the car. The car turned 90 degrees. When I say 90 degrees, I'm not saying curved. No. It just turned poem like that. And there was a little path by the side or something. The car turned itself because I was not in control at all. I was not in control. And lo and behold... We went through the little, little, little path. We went through it. And as God Almighty will want us to know what we had gone through, what we had passed through, a little heap of sand at the end of that particular strip hit the car and bent the frame of the car. And there we stopped. 
what actually did we suffer? My wife only suffered a little scratch, I think, on her knee. That was all. The only thing that actually got to me was, hey, turn off the ignition. Turn off the, turn off the ignition. Because, you know, the car can actually go into flames. I turned it off. We came down. We couldn't move the car. The second day when we saw what actually God had done to keep us from untimely death, we were fearful. We saw rocks standing like this by the path that we took. If we had run down that particular something, we would have been pinned into the car, dead. There is a God who is in control of his universe. The thing about it is this, huh? when we see things happen like that, I want to ask myself, why then should I fear the evil people who are trying to kill me? Why? God is more than able to protect me. He is so powerful. So powerful. I will actually give you three instances in the Bible that can never be equaled by anybody, scientists or whatever. The first one is do you remember the prophet Elijah? Prophet Elijah. He went to heaven. Is that not true? According to scriptures, Second Kings, uh, chapter 2, verse 11 tells us how he went to heaven. It was unlike the one that happened to Enoch. Enoch was not found, and therefore God had taken him. But Elijah before the very eyes of Elisha. The Bible says that then it happened. Then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly what? A chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into what? into heaven. God does not need space shuttle. He doesn't need it. Elijah went through chariot shuttle. The Lord took him to heaven by chariot and horses. Horses and chariot. No one can do that. Only God can do this impossible. That is one. The second one, Jonah. Jonah, we talk about submarine, huh? So submarine, submarine. God saw his servant huh, in the deeps and he said, he must carry out my assignment. He will not die. Because I am his creator. Until I say that he will come to me, no one can send him to me, even himself. And what happened? The Bible tells us about a whale who swallowed him. Now, those who study uh, um, animals and fishes and so on and so forth will say that whales don't have big belly to swallow a human being uh, and do what actually the Bible says that the whale did. God can make the whale 
to have as much space of stomach to swallow this building. He is God. He is God. That stomach that is actually small contained donor and it was not crushed. And when he got to the destination uh, which God had sent him, this, this, the, the, the fish did what? Vomited him out. I don't need you. I'm only a transporter. Who sent me? God, my creator. Children of God, God has done so many wonderful things that no one can equal. And therefore, whatever is happening to you is not too difficult for God to do. It's not. Cry to him. And the Lord God Almighty will tell you his purpose concerning your life. The third one, and sincerely speaking, I am amazed all the time I have the opportunity of reading this passage. And we have read it so many times in this church this year. Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. God wanting to actually discipline us may not send an army, an army that actually is stronger than us to us, as human to human, fighting with us with uh, bombs and uh, guns and so on and so forth. The Lord said in verse 25 of Joel chapter 2, Huh? I, will, I, I have actually sent my army. In fact, so, so, let, let's read it together. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the scrawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great what? Wait a minute. Locust. Locust. Is a great army. Huh? And guess what? The people were actually devastated by the appearance of locust only. You know what he did to the, to the Egyptians? He even sent frogs to them and they were overwhelmed by it. He sent flies to them. They were overwhelmed by it. God Almighty does not need man if he chooses not to use man. Locust. My great army. And therefore, you know, when we talk about all these people who are molesting us, who are persecuting us, who are killing us, anyhow, and so on and so forth, <laughs> when God will rise, no one of us can, defend, can, can actually uh, say that uh, we want to help him. God is mighty. He's mighty in power. And of course, God is all-knowing. Do you know that God knew that we would sin even before we were made? Because right before the foundation of the world, the Lord God Almighty had prepared his son in order to save us from our sins. Let's read together. Can you put the message um, book, uh, the message um, Bible of Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4, 4 to 14, quickly, and then we'll end this. Uh, the... You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction to stay together both outwardly and inwardly. Uh, is that the passage? 
Okay, let's read. You have one master, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all who rules over all, works through all, and is present in all. Everything you, have, you are and think and do is permitted permeated, sorry, permeated with oneness. But that doesn't mean you should look, you should all look and speak and act the same. Out of the generosity of Christ, each of us is given his own gift. I'm actually confused with this um, passage because I'm actually looking for the place where it says that uh, we are prepared for his salvation ever before his creation. Christ has been made ready to atone for us. I'm so sorry about the passage that I, I wrote. Forgive me. Now, if God is all-knowing and he has actually prepared a way of escape for us, even before we got into it, huh, what should we do in response? What should we do? Do you know that the only thing God is desiring from us is worship. What God is desiring from us is worship. But we have misconstrued what worship is. We think that until we come to the sanctuary like this, we cannot worship God. We think until we gather ourselves together, that is only the time we worship. Worship is by far more than what we are doing now. When you turn to the book of Exodus, you will see that God instructed Moses as to what he needed to tell Pharaoh that he should let his people go to do. In at least four instances, God said, tell Pharaoh to let my people go so that they can go and worship me in the wilderness. So that they can go and worship me in the wilderness. And when the Lord Jesus Christ also came talking to the woman by the well, what did he emphasize? He emphasized worship. Worship how? Say that no, it is not only in Jerusalem or in these mountains, but the Lord is seeking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. God seeks for those who will worship him, who will honor him, who will desire to actually be there to serve him, who will devote themselves to him, who will reverence him, who will love him with all their strength, their heart, their soul, their all. Children of God, God is worthy of our testimony. God is worthy of are listening to. God is worthy of our actions. Our actions should glorify him. In the book of John, in, uh, sorry, in the book of Revelation, chapter 22, John wanting to actually express gratitude to the angel who showed him the many things that he saw in, his, in the, the revelation of heaven. Guess what? The Bible says that he bowed himself down 
by the feet of the angel and the angel said no not so not so don't worship me i am a fellow what servant i'm a fellow minister as you but do what worship god only may i say this to every one of us here seated please if there is any other thing that you are worshiping apart from god you have missed it you have missed it some folks are worshiping our spouse oh just see my wife i just thank god for her she's she's so beautiful wonderful wonderful some of us worship our husbands oh without him life is meaningless it's a lie before you met him you are alive it's a lie pure lie some of us worship our children ah if anything should happen to my children ah sincerely speaking i'll just kill myself kill yourself we'll bury you what am i saying please i beg you what am i saying the truth of the matter is this huh only god only god almighty is the person we cannot we can do we cannot do without only god only god some people say have been rich before and for me to not be in poverty god forbid huh i would rather end my life go and jump the thing about it is this huh we have misplaced god the awesome God that we should seek for daily and we have made him of no effect. Children of God, if you are truly a child of God, you know what I'm saying. That you have replaced God with something else. In the, New, in the Old Testament, Exodus 20, he has said that thou shalt have no other God beside me. You shall not make for yourself any graven image or bow to any other thing. I am a jealous God. I am a jealous God. God exists and is awesome. And when you put him in the place that he should be, guess what? It will be a blessing for you. The Lord would treat you as if you were the only person on earth. That is how wonderful God is. We are about maybe 7.3 billion people in the world today. And guess what? God knows those who are his among the 7 point something billion. And he knows the names of everyone that he, has, he, he created. If you could say to people like Jeremiah, before you were formed, before you were ever formed, huh? I knew you. Before you were conceived, I've called you. Then what do we think that God does not know or cannot do? Think about it. When you have something that is troubling you, go to your maker. He is the repairer of whatever may be wrong with you. Go to him. Believe in him. And he will direct you as to what to do. Don't fear. Fear not. Believe in this awesome God. Trust in him. Trust completely in him. And when doubts come, go to him secretly. 
and pour out your total mind. The Lord God Almighty is a awesome God. I serve a awesome God. And I know that he loves me. Our God is an awesome God. Thank you for listening. We hope you were blessed. Ikoi Baptist Church is a Bible-believing church located at 5-7 Latif Jakande Road in Ikoi of Lagos State, Nigeria. You can find us on Facebook at Ikoi Baptist Church or reach the church directly via phone at 0163-20485 and 0163-20486. For more information, please visit the church website at www.ikoibaptistchurch.org. We look forward to having you back next week.